We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today wherever you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Big Blue Banter podcast. Today, we have an interview with former NFL offensive lineman, now someone who covers the Bears for the Believe Network. We'll go over all of that in the podcast. His name is Cameron Lee. We go in-depth on the offensive side of the football with the Giants opponent on Sunday, the Chicago Bears. So please enjoy. All right. Now we are excited to bring on our guest for today's show. This man's name is Cameron Lee. I'm not going to give him too much of an intro. I'm going to let him do that himself. He's a former NFL offensive lineman, started his career with the Saints, played his uh, played his collegiate ball at Illinois State, and he's now the man behind the Believe podcast on Believe Network. This is a Chicago Bears podcast. So for today's show, obviously, as the Giants get ready to take on the Bears, we want to get a Bears guy in. We want to get somebody in who knows this team well and who has played the game. So, Cameron, without further ado... Give us a little idea on your background, where people can find you on Twitter, and then kind of how you uh, had your journey in the NFL. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. So I, uh, I went to Illinois State, uh, was a walk-on there, um, and you know, kind of was just took a couple years to figure out football at the collegiate level. Wasn't even sure if it was something that I uh, loved doing, but eventually kind of uh, did my time, uh, kept improving, kept getting better. And after a couple of years, it turned out that uh, I ended up being an NFL prospect. Who knew? 
Uh, I didn't know that I was going to be, but kind of uh, fell into that and then uh, ended up going to the NFL Combine and uh, was an undrafted free agent uh, signed in 2017 with the Saints. Um, I had a couple of choices, uh, but ultimately ended up deciding to go with the Saints. I thought they were uh, the best team of the bunch and uh, would give me the best opportunity to uh, grow and develop and you know fit into that scheme and have a career. I was wrong. Um, so multiple choice test and I got the wrong answer. Um, so after that, I ended up, uh, I got cut, let's see, it would have been right after OTAs, um, and then went back home, ended up, uh, going to Cincinnati for a little bit, played at the preseason in Cincinnati, had a really good training camp, kind of thought that I was going to be there. Um, but ended up being the last one cut, uh, heading into the 2017 season and then uh, got picked up by the Bears, who happened to be my home state team. So it felt like a really good fit. I uh, was on the practice squad for the majority of the 2017 season, which wasn't a great one for the Bears. But um, there were some injuries, and I ended up getting activated, um, my, I think it was week 13 or week 14, um, when Kyle Long went down one of the many times. And, uh, yeah, got activated, ended up. Uh, playing in a couple games and uh, yeah and then uh, the following offseason when the Bears kind of overhauled the coaching staff and made all those roster changes went with a Matt Nagy regime and um, new new offensive line coach all that uh, I ended up getting canned in that group just wasn't a fit is basically what I was told and then uh, was kind of on the shelf for a while didn't know if I'd ever play again uh, because you know when you get uh, released in the middle of the summer. It's just hard just because the timing. Um, but so I started losing weight, kind of moving on with my life and ended up getting a call from the Ravens, um, late, late, late in the summer of 2018, went out to Baltimore for a little bit, uh, enjoyed a training camp. They basically told me as I was walking in the door that I was there to fill out the roster and be a body. But hey, I got to hang out with Lamar Jackson in the huddle a little bit and uh, give, give that a go. And it was fun. Obviously, I, I don't have any regrets about any of my experiences in the NFL. Um, but when I didn't get picked up there, um, you know, I started thinking a little bit about what was going to be next for me. And uh, a lot of people had told me that I was a lot better at talking than I ever was at football. So I thought maybe I'd give the whole uh, podcasting thing a try. And uh, here we are. I'm the host of the Believe in Bears podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. <laughs> Yeah, tell us a little about, bit about that podcast. Is it kind of uh, similar to ours in the sense it's more of a deep dive, or how does it work? Yeah, so uh, so we cover the Bears uh, twice a week. Uh, we kind of do a we do a pregame show on uh, Thursday nights, and we basically give everyone an idea of what it is that they can expect in the matchup to come. We talk a little bit about opposing teams, what uh, they should be looking for down on the field, uh, you know, sort of the X factors, keys to the game, sort of thing. Um, and then the uh, Sunday after the game, uh, we do a, a post game, a recap, sort of just follow up. And, you know, like, uh, let's say last week, for example, following uh, the miraculous 17 point comeback orchestrated by one Mr. Mitchell Trubisky, uh, me and my co-host Joey, we had to get on the phone and just check each other's pulses, make sure that we were both breathing, you know, that sort of thing. So um, as far as like a deep dive, you know, we're probably not quite as in-depth as a show like you, uh, you know, getting to uh, stock your Twitter page a little bit. Um, so I'm almost a little intimidated. You guys seem like you're like, you know, your ball. Maybe you guys, you guys should have been the players. Um, and uh, but yeah, no, it's we have a lot of fun. It's a little bit 
lighter, but you know, we get get you the information that you need uh, in a in a digestible way. Yeah, I think that's and that's a great way to go about it. And speaking of Mitchell Trubisky, I want to get your thoughts on where Bears fans or the Bears franchise is at right now with Trubisky and the quarterback situation. Because I think as we head into this game, the Giants were clearly shown. The Giants clearly showed in this new system they're in under Patrick Graham, defensive coordinator, they're going to run a lot of man coverage. And from what I've gathered, Trubisky is a quarterback who's starting to find some success against man coverage. He struggles a bit against zone. Do you feel like Trubisky's taken that step and is at least at the point where he can move this offense? Now, what is it? Second year, third year, or second year, third year with Nagy. He can move this offense at least against man heavy teams. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we saw it in the we saw glimpses of what Mitch can be in the fourth quarter, um, and for whatever reason, we saw the Lions happen to be playing more man coverage in that fourth quarter. So is that a coincidence? We don't know. But um, you're right. You know, the numbers would indicate that uh, Trubisky definitely does perform better against man coverage. Um, I think he just, for whatever reason, is is seeing it, reading the defense a little bit better than he does against the zone. If that just disguise is is just a little bit harder for him to pick up and read and, and make the appropriate throws. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that he's definitely has shown progress in the little bit that we have been able to see um, in, in this, you know, in the abbreviated offseason, if you will, and from what we've seen in week one. So I do hope and believe that, you know, Mitch will help this team and sort of take the step, take the next step forward. And uh, hopefully, you know, like you said, with these man, man heavy teams, it may be an opportunity for him to show a little bit of growth, growth and, uh, you know, take the team to the next level. That would be great because it does seem like Mitch struggles a little bit from a processing standpoint when it comes to disguising pre-snap to post-snap and what he sees in those split, you know, two seconds that he has to throw the football. But Cam, I wanted to ask you about this Bears offensive line. I know they have offensive line coach Juan Castillo there now. Do you think this is a big strength to this team? I know they've struggled to run the football in the past. Do you think this year they'll be able to kind of establish more of a running game with David Montgomery now in his second year? I saw Tariq Cohen had a couple of nice A-gap runs in the game, and they're mixing in Cordero Patterson. Do you feel like this offensive line can really kind of take some pressure off of Mitchell Trubisky? I do. I think that they can. I think that the addition of Jermaine Effetti is going to be uh, a big key in that. Uh, I think just having the continuity and knowing that from down to down, play to play, game to game, that they're going to have the same group and same amount of continuity. Obviously, injuries will occur, and and you know you can't necessarily plan for that. But you could also plan in the past for a Kyle Long injury, and um, so you know just kind of not knowing what you're going to get, I think hurt the team in the past. So I think the addition of Afedi, who is a known uh, run blocker coming from a run scheme, uh, run heavy offense in Seattle, is definitely a strong addition. Um, but I also think that the Bears have made a greater emphasis on establishing the run and not just trying to go out there and, you know, have some gimmicky run plays, but like really establishing a downhill running attack. You mentioned Tariq in, you know, some A-gap runs, which is not exactly where we would think that we want to see a player of uh, of Tariq's stature necessarily um, running up through the running up the gut often. Um, but the team definitely appears to have put a greater emphasis on that and establishing that style of run. And I think that that style of play is going to is going to be so beneficial for the entire offense um, and helping them, you know, be more effective in play action and, and making stuff more open, more open for Mitch and, and clearer and just make everything better all around for this offense. Yeah, Cam, I'm looking up and down this line right now and I see 
Bobby Massey, a guy who for years was almost at this was a while ago, even rumored to be a big trade target for the Giants and who really played himself into a nice right tackle. Obviously, a Fetty, you mentioned Cody Whitehair and James Daniels, two guys I love coming out of the draft and then Charles Leno. So I'm kind of wondering, is there any weak spot right now on this offensive line for the Giants to specifically attack? Yeah, I think that I think when you look at it that way, there are definitely a lot of strong points on this offensive line. Um, if there were a, a place that I think that the Giants may be able to attack, it's probably um, on that right side. Uh, you know, when you're going after this, you know, this group of Fetty and Massey or Fetty and um, Cody Whitehair, you know, I don't think there's a, a real weakness, but obviously just the lack of continuity, the lack of actual real game reps and how important those are to gel and create that sort of confidence in the guy next to you. I think that may be the place to go just based off of completely and totally, you know, continuity and lack of experience. Well, that, yeah, well, that makes sense. If considering the Giants right now, their strength is on the interior defensive line with Leonard Williams and with Dexter Lawrence. So I feel like might be an area Giants fans you want to look out for in this game. If the Giants are going to get pressure, I would expect it from the interior there and on the right side. The lack sure. of continuity, Cam, do you think twists and stunts are a way to kind of really sort of manipulate that right side of the offensive line? And did the Lions implement that at all in week one? We didn't see a whole lot of movement from the Lions up front. And, um, you know, I do think that the more movement you see, you are going to get an idea of what sort of, you know, confidence and continuity that that side is playing with. So I don't think it hurts you by any means to to go in there, mix it up, see what sort of, um, you know, experience that the that that group has playing together, and if they are the type that can handle those sorts of stunts and picks and all those sorts of things, uh, that sort of gives you a, a pretty good indicator of of how an offensive line is gelled and how they're working. So I, I don't think that's a bad idea if you're trying to re, uh, you know, to create a little bit of chaos and havoc and, and get in the backfield. I, I don't think that's a bad idea by any means. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Hopefully the Giants can find ways to get pressure in that manner, to be honest, uh, just speaking as a Giants fan. But I wanted to ask you about the running scheme. Now, I know you hear a lot about inside zone, outside zone, outside stretch, duo blocking. What exactly has Juan Castillo implemented with this specific offensive line this season? So it looks like that they are just putting, you know, beyond just schematically, it looks like they're putting a greater emphasis on, you know, kind of reverting to uh, more stuff fundamentally and really implementing, you know, you know more of a, a focus on hand placement and footwork and trying to be more physical, a more physical style of running, of rushing attack and, you know, covering up, covering up guys, getting to the second level, being more physical at the point of contact. And I think that you could see that in week one, the way that the Bears were able to uh, get off the line of scrimmage, you know, they really dominated the uh, entire defensive line for the Lions. And that was something that we were concerned about entering into week one. But, I mean, they, they clearly won the battle up front. And uh, I, th I think you are seeing the uh, impact of uh, Coach Castillo and, and his style of, of coaching and, and the sort of the identity, you know, the entire identity of the group and uh, the, the way they want to go out and execute and sort of establish that identity up front and just really kind of create – you know, set the tone, I guess, if you will, for that entire Bears offense. Yeah, I think it's interesting. This Bears offense, to me, I look at it, and what I saw in that fourth quarter was very surprising. I did not expect them to come back, have that kind of really just – they looked like the team to me that – in that fourth quarter, at least, they looked like the team to me. And I, I went back in Game Pass and watched that game. They looked like the team to me that made the playoffs a couple of years ago were really naggy to me at the time. 
I thought it was just brilliant. I thought the play calling was unbelievable. They were in sync. And Mitch was really looked again like that quarterback who showed promise. So I'm curious if a lot of that has to do with some of the growth from the skill players. For example, a player who I love coming out of college and it's taken him some time, but then he makes a massive play in this game is Anthony Miller. And Anthony Miller to me is somebody who I think the Giants really have to be worried about because I don't think they have anyone great to match up with him on the inside when he's in the slot. And I think he's really coming into his own. He's always been excellent at creating separation. The injuries have been an issue. Is he someone who you feel like is going to make, is ready to make that jump this season? Yeah, I think that what we saw in week one was an example of Anthony Miller literally taking that jump. You know, we've seen flashes in the past. We saw flashes uh, in the last season of him, you know, you know, making some plays, but it's making the big ones. And and a lot of that just comes from experience and time and working in a system and having confidence for when that moment comes that you can go out there and execute. And I think that Anthony Miller is a great example of a guy who has been in a system long enough now, who has a feel for it, who understands the moment and is, is really looking to show up and show out and maybe, you know, kind of take on the next step and eventually, you know, could be the, could be the number one receiver, you know, for a Chicago Bears team. So, um, Guys like Miller, guys like Darnell Mooney, guys like Javon Wims, and, and the addition of this tight end group. I think that, you know, so a lot of the um, success that we saw in that fourth quarter on Sunday is attributed to young players stepping up and kind of coming into their own and coming into their role. I think you can attribute a lot of it to, you know, Mitch kind of finding his groove for whatever reason in the fourth quarter, whether that be the Lions uh, schematically, you know, like we said, mentioning uh, going from that zone, more zone to more man or from more man zone to man coverage. Sorry. And then um, also, you know, just 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 the overall, I guess, rhythm of the whole thing. It just seemed to click for whatever reason in the fourth quarter. And, you know, when the Bears are are, are rolling like that, I mean, offensively, they, they look scary, you know. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. I don't know about you, but sometimes I love to just crack a Pepsi, it could be a diet Pepsi, and just chillax and watch some football. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it is made for those who watch it pepsi made for football watching even though sports had a break your business didn't you have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever indeed is here to help indeed.com is the fastest number one job site in the world because indeed gets you the best people fast Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month. Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire, all one word. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire 
Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. I do, and I'm hopefully, uh, Giants fans, we don't see that. But I wanted to ask you <laughs> about David Montgomery. I know he dealt with a groin injury in training camp, and it was actually he was questionable to play in this game, and he ends up receiving the bulk of the carries. Do you think he has progressed from his rookie season in the little sample size that you have from week one? Yeah, when we heard that he was gonna that he was injured and questionable, I mean, the kind of the the belief around a lot of Bears camps was that you know he wasn't gonna go or that he'd go in a limited capacity. And when he got out there on Sunday, he did not appear to be in a limited capacity at all. I think he showed that uh, he definitely has a better grasp of what it is that this team is trying to do. And I also think that the Bears did a better job of of going out there and kind of saying like this is the identity we want to establish we want you to be a larger part of it and a larger contributor we're going to uh put a put a run to get, run game together to complement um your skill set and i think he definitely has shown progress and shown that he is someone that you know we can lean on as a as a number one back and so yeah and, and limited in the limited um you know i guess reps that we've seen thus far I think you, I was very impressed, and uh, I think he showed that he's taken a step forward and going to be someone that, that the Bears can count on all season, um, permitted that he stays healthy. Well, that's good for David Montgomery. I mean, I liked him coming out of Iowa State a little bit, and uh, I wanted to ask you, though, another question about the skilled position players. Outside of Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, who should the Giants be most weary of? Would it be uh, Darnell Mooney or Javon Wims? possibly old man Ted Ginn out there or any of these specific players do you think could kind of have a blow up game against the Giants the player that I keep uh coming back to is Darnell Mooney and I think it's because you know he's not someone that has has made his name in the NFL yet I don't think a lot of people know about him uh and he's he's a burner you know he's someone with great speed great downfield play capability he's someone that if uh you know does get in space um, you know, can can make a lot of noise. Um, and so we saw a lot of reps from ten, from Ted Ginn in week one, but not a ton of productivity. I would expect to see a little bit more Darnell Mooney maybe in similar situations and a little less Ted Ginn. And I think that uh, he's someone that could surprise a lot of opposing, you know, fan bases because they probably don't know uh, a whole lot about this guy. And he has been someone who's had a great camp and made a lot of big plays and stepped up big on Sunday. On Sunday. So I would look for him to do that moving forward. I think that's an excellent call, Cameron. Darno Mooney is a guy with a steady drumbeat that has been building. When we talked to Zach Lee, another Bears podcaster, he said keep an eye on him. This is a guy who's the buzz has just continued to build. And remember, 438, he has the speed to take the top off of defenses. And the Giants last week were not tested in that regard. This is a team that drafted Xavier McKinney to be that deep half field safety, lost him to an injury. He won't be playing this week. He wasn't in last week. And they haven't been tested yet, and I think that that could be an issue for them. It was an issue for them all throughout 2019 with Antoine Bate back there. And that could be the guy. That could be the guy that makes a difference in this one. But I have one more question for you, and I want to wrap up our preview of the Bears offense with Cameron Lee. And then we can tell everybody where to find you, Cameron, on Twitter and obviously in the Believe podcast. But my last question for you would be with this. In my day job, Cameron, I work in in an NFL uh, news desk room. I'm an NFL editor for CBS Sports. And I'll be honest with you, Cameron, when the Bears made the decision to sign Jimmy Graham, it might have been the most laugh, laughed at decision of any GM this entire offseason. I feel bad admitting it. feel bad saying it for Graham. He was obviously at one point an elite all-pro player before the Achilles. But where are they at right now with both Graham, with both Cole Komet, who's obviously the future there? You know they moved on from Adam Shaheen, who they thought was going to be 
be that guy. And and then obviously they brought in Demetrius Harris, but where are they at right now with the tight end position? Is Cole Komet ready to play, you know, more than just a handful of snaps, or is it really going to see Jimmy? Because the Giants have been a team over the years, Cameron, that really is susceptible to giving up big plays to the tight ends. They haven't had anyone to match up against them. Last week, Eric Ebron made a huge catch against the Giants that was pivotal in the game. So I'm just curious, is that a threat right now for the Bears? Is there a chance that this is like a coming out game for Cole Komet? You know, we didn't see a ton of Cole Komet um, week one. We saw them going to Jimmy Graham a little bit more and a little bit more. But I wouldn't be surprised if we start to implement a little bit more Cole Komet here, a little bit more of him there. We did go to him down in the red zone. Uh, and I think that that will be a place where he's obviously implemented just because he's, you know, a big, strong guy, a good athlete and tight ends. Um, you know, obviously a lot of them can make their hay in the red zone area. So I would not be surprised, though, if if we start to see a little bit more of Cole Komet each and every week. He's proven, uh, at least not proven, but he's someone that throughout all of camp um, was has showed that he has big play upside and big play capability. And obviously he's a great athlete. So I still would say that early on in the season, I expect to see a lot of uh, of the offense relying on Jimmy Graham and just, you know, having any tight end presence is such a, a vast upgrade over what they've had in the previous seasons. Um, so I think that right now, Jimmy Graham, although he may be somewhat, I guess, on the on the back nine, if I'm being incredibly generous, um, mm. still just having him to go to, especially down in the red zone, uh, the Bears were able to just sort of rely on him and rely on his presence um when it when they needed a touchdown he was there i think more of those opportunities will start to go towards commit um but i think it will take a little bit more throughout the season uh, uh but but we will see him at some point awesome cameron all right giants fans you heard it from cameron lee former nfl offensive lineman now bears podcaster with the believe network the believe podcast that's b-l-e-a-v bears offensive preview keep an eye on darnell mooney could be the x factor don't sleep on Jimmy Graham. This is an offensive line coming together, building off the continuity. But if there's one weak spot, if there's one area for the Giants to attack, it will be on that right side with Bobby Massey and Jermaine Freddie, obviously who's new to the team, not exactly working in that continuity angle. And then obviously Anthony Miller. We're really worried about that one as Giants fans. Seems like this might be the year for him. But anyway, Cameron, is there anything you wanted to ask us about the Giants? Or is there anything else you wanted to say? Or where can, where can the fans find you on Twitter? And also, where can they subscribe and listen to your podcast? Well, first of all, as a Bears fan, I got to ask. Um, yes, let's do it. What uh, what do I need to tell the Bears players about uh, about bottling up uh, Saquon Barkley like the Steelers were able to do? What What's the secret to doing that? I think the secret to doing that right now is selling out to stop the run. It's going to be something the Giants are going to have to figure out and deal with. We still are waiting to actually see what happened because the All-22 film hasn't come out yet. Game Pass is really struggling on that regard. You know, we rely on it for our podcast. We haven't been able to do our podcast based on that. But from everything I saw on the broadcast angle, and Nick, you can touch on this as well, it seemed like the Steelers were really making their game plan to sell out, shoot the gaps, and really just dare the Giants to do anything else to beat them. And this. Steelers defensive line was just more physical at the point of attack and it seems like because the Giants have Nick Gates Nick Gates for those of you who do not know is an undrafted free agent who played tackle in college and he was tackle and a guard sparingly last year for the New York Giants so he's new to playing center and it did seem like on just from the broadcast angle again we haven't had the all 22 he was a liability. He was an issue. It also seemed like Cameron Fleming was an issue. Kevin Zeitler missed a couple key blocks. He's 
we're not used to seeing that because he's always a very solid interior offensive lineman for the New York Giants. So there was execution issues. There were strength to the point of attack issues. If I'm the Bears, I mean, you guys have some big boys. Bilal Nichols, he's a penetrator. You have Akeem Hicks, who's an absolute stud when he's healthy. It seems like Roy Robertson Harris is somebody who's been coming along as well. And you have obviously a lot of quickness at the second level of that defense with Roquan Smith. You still have Danny Trevath and Khalil Mack. I'd say, you know, in some of these running downs, when you see some running looks, you shoot those gaps, you really punish the giant at the point of attack. And I think they're going to have success because I just not a hundred percent sure if this giant's offensive line is fully gelled. There's a lot of new pieces here and it does seem like the linchpin of the offensive line, Nick Gates has had a really rough go of it in his first snaps as a center. Okay. So, um, so obviously the Steelers, the, their defensive line, one of the better ones that you're probably going to see throughout the entire season. The Bears have a strong defensive line. So are we thinking that the Bears can have similar impact uh, and create that, that uh, very limited running game that, uh, you, that we saw on Monday from Saquon and the Giants offense? I think a lot will depend on how aggressive the Bears are from a schematic standpoint. And I don't know know the Bears defense as well now in the post-Fangio days. But I'll say this, if they're willing to do the same, to have a similar game plan to what the Steelers had right now at this point in time with what is going with Cameron Fleming out there as a starting right tackle and Nick Gates as a starting center. And these guys still, you know, three new offensive linemen this year for the Giants, uh, Giants, even a rookie at left tackle who played great, their fourth overall pick, but still a rookie. I think that's the game plan to beat the Giants right now. Okay. Well, then I will go ahead and uh, I'll take that to my guys back in uh, back in Chicago. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. This was awesome to have you on. Hey, Cam, let us know where, we, where everyone can find you, too, where they can download your podcast as well. Yeah, so you could download the Believe in Bears podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere that podcasts are, we are there. That's Believe in Bears, B-L-E-A-V. Uh, and then uh, make sure you uh, go ahead and check out the Twitter. I'm not uh, I'm not too cool for the shameless plug. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, comeback Cam. And then Instagram, comeback underscore Cam. Lots of hilarious content. So make sure you guys check that out, too. <laughs> do it. Do it, guys. Check them out. And Cam, thanks again for checking us out and for joining the podcast. It was awesome to have you on. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for having me. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.